Welcome to our third instalment of Into the Fire Pit podcast. Um, today I am excited as I have two very special guests uh, on the show. I always say this, but I think I mean it today. So uh, joining us uh, <laughs> all the way from Sheffield, uh, I've got my dear friend Ruben. Um, I've known Ruben for quite a while. We used to live in Sheffield um, together. So, uh, and I've also got a brilliant young lady we can uh she's what we can call or refer to as walk her name is tiri uh she will also be uh joining us today just to help us to unpack this uh topic that we're discussing today so the topic of discussion today is well-being uh with a specific focus of healing in the black uh community now ruben are you all right just to give us a brief introduction of yourself yeah so um my name is ruben so i'm from sheffield Brilliant. Um, lived in Sheffield pretty much my whole life. Um, as MK, so we've known each other for a few years as well. Um, well-being is something that's always been important to me. There you go. Um, and I believe that well-being is some something that everyone should um, at least have an interest in, at least for themselves as well as those that are around them. Absolutely, I agree. And for yourself, Terry, please could you give us an introduction, a brief introduction? Hello guys, um, afternoon, morning, um, and uh, my name is Tiri, um, or Tiri Vashe, and I'm a student um, in my third year, just about to graduate, studying politics and international relations, okay. um, and I really think well-being is very, very extremely important particularly um, in the final leg of my um, university degree. Yeah. I've realized that particularly in our community, there is a neglect on caring for oneself. A lot of times we have expectations, whether they be socially, academically, spiritually, at work, um, in our careers, and all these um, expectations come to overcome and overwhelm people. So I feel like particularly as people of color, as black people, we have to work on really looking at ourselves, keeping ourselves well and sane to be able to manage all the different things we deal with on a regular like basis i absolutely agree uh that this is a reason why i felt it really important for us to discuss this topic uh, purely because we're coming from quite an intense subject that i had on the last uh episode which was uh in relation to black lives matter race everything that's been happening uh recently i wanted to help to give context from an educational point of view to people that may have been struggling to understand why some of them might think we're making a, a, a racket or whatever so i wanted to really just help them to hear us and to get where we're coming from for this one what i've noticed uh lately i'm sure you guys may have noticed it is that we have all been bombarded in the past couple of weeks with content which is quite intense so for example yeah. when it stems from covid we talk about black lives matter you know race content and just several other things uh politics as well uh terry i think we had this discussion um as well so i felt it quite intense and at some point i was almost feeling like i was hungover just from the mm-hmm. amount uh of things that were just being thrown at me each time i go on my timeline it's just so much so i felt it it's really important for us to kind of take that uh, foot off the gas a little bit for us to kind of unpack this and realize that even though there are a lot of things that are going on, even though there are a lot of things that we need to be looking at and discussing, we need to understand the importance of just taking that little bit of a break focusing on ourselves from a mental aspect and also from a physical uh, side of things there have been a couple of high profile 
um i don't know if i can call them incidents or situations that have happened which i'm hoping they will help us to kind of give reference uh, to those particular topics so the topic that i would like to start with um today is mental well-being uh particularly in the black community so um i will start with yourself uh, ruben because i know this is something that you really do speak about and you touch on quite a bit um how would you say uh, you know as uh, the black community we can look after ourselves mentally what are the best ways for us to do that would you say i think um within the black community uh, the, first of all the mental well-being is a personal journey um so it's just a case of you being able to uh, have a deeper understanding of yourself so you can then navigate the system that we live in because um you know it's it's quite easy to like you just said look at social media look at everything that's going on and you know that can take a toll on your mental well-being as well you know just yeah. being out there and seeing all the things and seeing how black people are being mistreated all over the world it's very easy to then go into a sort of uh, victim mentality yeah um so that's why it's important to just take care of yourself just take a moment to stop take a moment to take a pause from the social media and you know go within yourself find out what's important to you spend more time with your loved ones like for me personally things like meditation really helps and as you know I'm really big into boxing and that sort of thing so even though the gyms have been closed um you know I set up my own gym in the garage and um, just to make sure that I'm always doing things that's geared towards my own personal growth even things such as uh, reading on a daily basis that also helps as well um so it's just it's just having that relationship with yourself to make sure that you're taking care of number one um which which is yourself ultimately because you know you can have loved ones around you but if you don't have that self love if you don't have that self care um how are you really going to be able to have those deeper relationships with those around you all you're going to do is end up harming people around you not maybe physically but you know emotionally psychologically in different ways um so that's why it's important for you to take care of yourself and that's why it's always been something that has been at the forefront of my mind okay now that's uh, very well articulated uh, and yourself mm -hmm. um Thierry, how would you add on to uh, yeah i would add on to what um ruben has said by saying that i think it's actually super crucial that we take time to take care of ourselves as he said like you cannot actually be an effective person an effective one an effective colleague an effective um co um co-worker in university if you are not looking after yourself I think for a lot of us as he said we've been getting a kind of sensory overload whether it be from the news unpack what is going on how we feel the way we feel why are our senses being bombarded why can't we deal with a lot of these things and for many of us we don't actually see that these things traumatize us and desensitize us um, from black people's pain, suffering. And sometimes you're wondering like, why am I having a bad day today when maybe nothing in my personal life is going wrong, but you've actually been attracting all this negative. So I think one of the main reasons why it is so important to focus on your own mental health is so that you can ground yourself. And once you are grounded, like you spoke about meditation, um, I really believe in meditation and I wish more black people could take meditation seriously because actually meditation is just sitting with oneself in a quiet place whether you add yeah. your feet to it whether you um whether you do it in silence whether you're focusing yeah. on your breathing i think it's so necessary that we learn to be at peace with ourselves because you yeah. cannot be at 
peace with the world. You cannot be at peace with the system in which you're living in, no. even for you to change it, if you are not at peace first and foremost with yourself. And you mentioned something so important, we need to love ourselves. And I yep. think a lot of times black people are told that they are everything other than beautiful, just looking at how can we be the people we want to see and by us grounding ourselves and being the people we want to see that will then have a knock-on effect giving the you know exchanging vibes and energies with other people and also you know people get positivity spread from people and negativity as well if you become a more positive person that will then allow other people to take a look at where they're not looking after themselves yeah. and maybe to look internally and also go on to look after themselves absolutely uh i say this quite a bit but i agree with that 100 uh, percent especially if um you know for some of us in fact for everyone who've got people that depend on them or just the people around you that need you you can't be at your best you know when when you're not looking after yourself it's, it's similar to why people for example will take holidays and they'll take vacation it's just to unwind and reboot one of the things that we do in our household or I do quite a bit is for example fasting right fasting is another way where you kind of take a break from all the things that we're taking because even when we relate to for example food some of the foods that we eat consciously and unconsciously can have uh you know an adverse effect on our bodies so you'll find that if you just give yourself let's say for example even if it's just a couple of days or or a week for example in a month just to take a break from uh, you know some of the things that you consume that are not good for you it actually gives you you know even your lungs and things like that it just gives them a break to um uh to sort of rest uh in a way uh but um as you guys have touched on to say i feel like some of the content that we uh have been receiving with it being so toxic sometimes you might not even realize that it's having an adverse effect on yourself and it might catch up with you without you even realizing it so let's say for example you're in a work environment right and someone says something with everything that we've been seeing on social media if someone ends up saying something that uh triggers you for example you could end up responding in a way that you don't expect but if you take that time to kind of self-reflect just take that time as well to be in touch with uh, your spirituality i feel like it kind of helps to bring you back so that by the time we uh, are looking at those issues again we can kind of um address them from a more logical more educational point yeah. of view because i do feel sometimes as well uh, you know take an approach where we come off as angry or come off um, as aggressive we're already seen that way so if you come off that way people may not listen to us in that manner yeah but uh, just moving on from that, just to say that uh, in terms of the physical well-being, I know, um, Ruben, you touched on the fact that, you know, you box and things like that. Do yep. you think, do you feel that any, there are other ways that people, other approaches that people can take uh, to that regard, just to, to look after their, their physical well-being, that sort of thing? Of course, yeah, 100%, because, um, you know, there's... I've lost two close friends to uh, mental health issues over the last five years. Okay. And, um, you know, I, I think the, the, the two interlink really, you know, with physical well-being, with uh, taking care of your physical well-being, yeah. that has a boost in your mental health, essentially, you know, mm -hmm. and you just need to be able to find an outlet for yourself. Like, for example, for me, um, there's boxing, but with boxing also comes running, you know. Mm -hmm. And so every, every few months or so, I'll, 
it's a bit similar to what you do with your fasting. I'll have what I like to call a, um, a spiritual cleansing. Oh, um, so that's where I'll sort of just take a month and do a 30-day challenge of running every day, which is very uh, challenging on the body, but it's that mental aspect and you're building up uh, mental strength with that. Mm-hmm. And um, having that mental fortitude allows you to then go out there and take the challenge on, whether it be in the workplace, if you've got some projects coming up, you know for a fact that you can do it because you've been through those challenges throughout the year. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's where um, physical well-being can can come into it and it can help you in, in life in general, really. All right. Brilliant. Uh, have you got anything to add to that, uh, Thierry? Um, yeah, I think exercise is very, very, very important. But um, just um, outside of exercise, because mm-hmm. um, Ruben's already touched on that, I would say that a lot of us, you spoke about fasting, a lot of us forget that what we intake includes what we intake in our mouths and in our body. And, you know, it's said that, you know, we have three brains, the brain and the head, the heart and the gut. Mm-hmm. A lot of people forget that how their mind is affected is based on what goes in, into their bellies. True. And a lot of people are not necessarily mindful of the things that we need to um, take. Um, and I think one of the really important things I like to try and do is I like to try and detox. Um, I, I used to be vegan and I try to be meat free um, and plant based sometimes. But even mm-hmm. for those people that are not necessarily plant-based. It's about just having a balanced diet. How can you have a more a diet that's more holistic, more sustainable, that's at one with nature, um, at one with yourself, and then it will also help you to be at one with your mind. Like your body, your mind, your soul, they all work together internally i really believe in the in the message of let food be thy medicine Mm -hmm. because especially right now with a lot of the diseases going around with coronavirus it's really good that people had built up their immune system prior Mm -hmm. it's not when disease comes we should always be fighting against it prevention is always better than cure so i'm really really a believer of nutrition and trying to find health from within but in terms of food and what you drink and those kind of stuff okay i mean i will say as well um this is something that i feel like it is a journey so a health journey is something that you are better off uh turning into more of a lifestyle so it's not a fad or a diet or anything like that and i I will speak from my personal experience it's something that takes time it takes a while so uh, ruben i'm sure you attest to this because i've seen your growth when it comes to your boxing and things like that where you started gradually a couple of years ago and you just kept at it and this guy is always just posting videos of him boxing i'm like oh, yeah, do you know yeah, what yeah. i'm inspired running i was like do you know what i'm gonna start going running uh but then obviously i have had spells where sometimes i'll fall off uh, and then i'll get back on it so i will say you know sometimes falling off as well there's nothing wrong let's say for example you do get started with your fitness journey or for example you get started with your food you know you want to eat more plant-based just do it gradually start with a day you know, start with the go for a 10 minute run uh, once a week, then increase it gradually that way and take it at your own pace. Just think if you fall off, it's absolutely fine. Pick yourself up where you left off, but think of it more so in the, think of it as a long game. In the long game, if you get used to building those things up as a habit, it's better for you than trying to just go cold take. Let's say, for example, you're trying to get it all in in two or four weeks and all of a sudden you're completely vegan and you've cut off meat and you want to be going running an hour a day. That's not going to work you see so it's better that you do it uh at your own pace which will seg me will segue into expectations right this is another subject that i wanted to touch on so for example you've got people that take months they take years to get 
where they are but you will see someone for example they'll see ruben doing what he does and they'll think uh, they can do it just because they see him on social media and for example if it doesn't work out that way some people end up feeling depressed thinking how come he can do it and i can't but what they don't realize is that this guy probably has motivation he's planned not only that it might have actually taken him a while to get uh to the point to where he is what could you add to that ruben to say let's say for example just to tell us a little bit about your own journey and what you think about expectation expectations especially on social media yeah um so with regards to expectations on social media one thing that i'll always say is that you know social media is what it is is social media you know um, so you, whatever content you put out there, you, you've got to realize that in terms of comparing yourself to what other people are doing, you've got to realize that you're getting a snippet of that person's life. Okay. It's not quite the full story, you know? So someone could see me doing a 10 second video or a 20 second video, or a minute video on, on Instagram and I think, oh, I can do that not realizing that I've got 10 years experience of being an amateur boxer behind me. So that stuff oh, wow. comes naturally to me. Now. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So that that's where the difference comes in, you know? So uh, similarly to um, a, 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 a young girl may see uh, an IG model uh, and compare their bodies, not realizing that that IG model has had all sorts of photoshops or all oh, yeah. sorts of Surgery. shots taken, not yeah. realizing that that's not a natural body. Yeah. That's why, and that's where the conversation about the self-love comes in, really, because once you learn to actually have that pure self-love, not from an egotistical point of view, mm -hmm. you can then learn to love yourself in a true way where you accept yourself for both your good and your bad sides. Do you know what I mean? And then once you've got that, there's no need to compare yourself to other people because you realize that I'm made in a unique way. God has made me in a, in a unique way. So I'm going to love this as this is the vessel that I've existed within this earth. So this is where this is what I've got to live with, and this is what I'm going to love and accept. Once you once you get onto that, you 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 get a sense of peace, you know, because you have inner peace, and you don't. There's no need for you to compare yourself to anybody else. Yeah. And um, so it's just about understanding that everybody has their own journeys, really. Absolutely. I do agree. And me and Thierry touched on this. Uh, you remember when we had the discussion about expectations, especially when it comes to uh, physical expectations, where I feel like sometimes it's set by, I don't know if I'll say the media, but the, 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 the forces that be have sort of set this expectation of what beauty is. And I feel like for such a long time, it has been a lie and it's had such a damaging effect, especially when it comes to our, our, our very own black women where they've got this vision or, or version of beauty that they they, they they have been made to believe is so but what i personally believe is they're different versions of of beauty and instagram has actually helped to bring that to light because i was saying like i see especially when it comes to our, our ladies of color you know black women uh, on insta if you take a look they're different versions there's some with afros there's some without any hair from the darkest tones to the lightest tones from the big to the small short tall, and it's just um it's just I, i've been in awe to think wow and we, we would have if we didn't have that platform you wouldn't know would still have this version to think oh there's only this one version of beauty which is like a six foot model skinny and that sort of thing but yeah terry i would love for you to touch on on this especially when when we spoke about the dangers uh, of expectations where people actually act on it and it puts their life at risk yeah yeah um i wanted to discuss 
purpose actually this is mm-hmm. something like quite close to my heart because um I think I started my um, natural hair journey yeah. when I was 15 um, and then I, I cut off all my relaxed hair I used to dye my hair quite frequently because I wanted to have that blonde hair mm-hmm. and there was a time when I was obsessed with even having blue contacts and in secondary school I would buy blue contacts and have blonde hair oh, and then wow. I remember at some point I realized that okay this is problematic um in my later life I've come to realize that um you know um black women have the ability to like have different kinds of hair naturally and like you said instagram has shown me like people that have blue eyes and brown eyes and green eyes and there are black people of all different hues Mm -hmm. sizes shades undertones overtones and it's beautiful and there's a lot of beauty in diversity but one thing i noticed particularly growing up it was this idea of beauty is based on the european standard or the mediaized eurocentric standard model of beauty and even if they let's say pick a, an attractive black woman if i give an example of in the olden days it was naomi campbell she's still around but it was like naomi campbell if you look now that's slightly shifted towards let's say the Nicki minajs the beyonces and one thing i've noticed a lot is particularly with a lot of younger women um, a lot of younger women are going to get surgery i have several friends that have already undergone surgery i have several friends that are planning to undergo surgery getting veneers there's nothing wrong with their teeth getting them you know chipped down and then get veneers um i have friends that have um that have done bbls that have taken um like you know that have done fat transfers so they've taken fat from let's say like a pooper um the midsection of their stomach and then you know put it in their backside put it in their bum put it in their boobs and it's just this thing of like one of the main things i've realized you're talking about um expectations a lot of these expectations that we have are based on a false standard one but two we don't love ourselves Mm -hmm. so we're then easily influenced to want to trade yourself for the other but then even when you look at these standards that change over time by the way now the standard is based on a voluptuous kind of black woman body big lips and all these things that are considered black features but on black women may be mocked jeered at laughed at or just unappreciated but when other people of other cultures and races assimilate these ideas it's celebrated as the epitome of beauty and um, when you look at it you see a lot of the young girls now are you know wanting to be like their idols their different instagram models the musicians and though there's absolutely nothing wrong with them and they have the freedom to be however they want they need to start teaching people that you know what we don't all look like this this is not reality and like mm-hmm. Ruben said, social media is a world of its own. It's yeah. not reality. It's almost a calculated reality with its own algorithms. And it's not real life. Mm-hmm. And the thing that is damaging is a lot of people set their pace mm-hmm. higher than reality is. So then they get very disappointed with reality. And it's that thing of we need to learn to love our flaws. Yeah. We need to normalize normal bodies. We need to normalize like, you know, yes, we may have these features um, for different, obviously different women of different ethnicities, different features are praised. But even if I give the example of colorism, yeah. in the recent years, people have started to um, break down the old ideas we used to be taught about um, regarding, you know, the, the whiter, the better, light is best, bright is right. And now we be doing like, you know, the dark berry, the sweet and the juice. And we yeah. thank Kendrick for that one. But <laughs> now say that again. <laughs> talking about you know black is beautiful yeah. and it's this idea of we're almost going back to the 1960s yeah. and the movements they were having to actually reassert that you know what in whatever form you've come in like mm-hmm. um ruben said this is the vessel you've been given oh, yes. and if 
to spend our time. Like not everybody can afford surgery, by the way. Mm-hmm. Not everybody will be in that social economic status. Some of you, your bodies are different. You'll get surgery, you will die under the knife. There's one girl, she was in her 20s, went all the way um, to Thailand, Thailand, if I'm not mistaken, yeah. was getting injections in her bottom and died on the operating table. Yeah. Just because something is good for someone, it might not be good for you. Yeah. Relaxer yeah. was not good for me and it, it may be good for someone else, but that was not good for me. Yeah. Um, you know, and I think people need to embrace their natural selves, yeah. love themselves. And as they do, we will start to normalize. And even if you want to be healthier, mm-hmm. work to be healthier work out mm-hmm. to be healthier but we need to stop having these standardized one fits all model yeah. everybody is unique and different there is no other you so if mm-hmm. you do not focus on loving you well the world is actually going to lose out we're all turning into clones that have almost <laughs> the same kind of look the same kind no of mind. individuality you know, Esther, yeah there is no individuality. you know i, I love Esther, i will tell you no this terry that topic in particular i feel is so important that i'm going to unpack it on its own uh because i feel it's so so important for us to understand the danger of losing our individuality and it's not just from uh, a physical aspect it's from uh from other aspects as well to say each person is not the same as the other and you can't hold them um to your standards i think i was telling you the story of the woman who also had uh, illegal surgery on herself right and then it ended up catching up with her because she ended up being infected and the doctors told her they had to amputate her her backside basically that's how um, that's how bad it was you know and it was such a sad thing to see to, to, to say that this woman had been driven to that because she felt that she wanted it so bad that she had someone inject cement in her just for her to um to feel that beauty model um i will say me personally one of the things that uh, actually drew me or attracted me to my wife uh, is her natural beauty actually the fact that i think she also went on this whole natural hair journey and um it was just you know um the fact that wasn't overdoing it uh i could see somebody that was embracing themselves as a black woman and for some reason i was just really really uh drawn to that and i was thinking that is what i find uh to be beautiful uh personally so for those that feel sometimes to say that you have to adapt or assimilate to some level of beauty because for example you feel that uh you may not find the person that you're looking for that is an absolute lie because when you do meet that right person they will take you in your form in uh in any shape or form basically but um yeah ruben would you like to add a little bit to that at all yeah um 100 um i always say that you know if you don't take control of yourself and you know don't take control of your reality yeah. your reality will be created for you yeah and that's where social media can come into it you know so, um, so people feeling certain pressures to um you know to do certain things to change themselves and and that's where you get the whole the whole idea of people being clones you know because you can look on five different people's uh, instagrams male say five males and five five females and you look at exactly the same thing it's almost as though you're looking at the same person you just regurgitated you know and that's that's what's sad and it's like the point that you made about individuality that's all i've always been I've always said that, you know, like we're all, nobody on this earth has gone, has had the exact same experience that you've had from birth up until this point. So nobody has the view of the world that you have. So therefore, nobody is as unique as you are. So you embracing that uniqueness 
and having someone, say for example, if you're talking about relationships and you have someone love you for that uniqueness, who can take that away from you? Yeah. That's the it's, question that I have. Absolutely. That is like, that's the DNA. It's, it's, it's almost, you know, when we talk about branding, that's your brand. Yeah. You know, the people, the reason yeah. why people buy Apple, the, the reason why people buy Samsung or H HTC, these are completely mm -hmm. different uh, products mm -hmm. with unique characteristics, yeah. but people will go to them for what they are. Do you get my point? I will give this example. I was recently watching, I don't know if you follow Versus, you know, Versus where they do hip hop battles, you know, old school. Oh, yes, yeah, battles. Yes, yes. And there was one recently, yeah. um, it will segue us perfectly into the next subject. Uh, that I want to say as well. There was Snoop Dogg versus DMX. Now then, the one thing that I absolutely love about that battle between Snoop Dogg and DMX is that all the songs that they brought were legendary and gems, but all their songs sounded nothing like each other. And everyone yeah. kept saying, wow, you, Snoop Dogg has the LA influence, you know, kind of mellow, yeah. but it's still yeah. like bangers, still six songs. And then DMX <laughs> has the whole hyper, yeah. let's get it on party yeah, yeah, vibe. Yeah, yeah. They're co two completely different artists from the same era. But this is yeah. where you tell when he, we embraced individualism. Whereas 100%. now, if you listen yeah. to a song from Future and Drake, you can't tell the difference. You, yeah. you listen to a song from Young Thug and whoever else is like, what is the point? I want to hear something different. I don't want to hear the same thing in a different um in a different way and literally people were listening to that it was taking them back and it was so refreshing you could see them um loving it really you know mm -hmm. but having said that though the other thing that i noticed about the battle was the fact that uh, our dear brother dmx didn't really look in the best uh shape the best form it seems like you know life has had a bit of a uh, a tone him and even when he was rapping he was kind of struggling a bit you could tell like you know what things are not all right and all that was going through my mind the the, the whole time was i hope someone is looking out for this brother and he's they're, they're actually mm -hmm. focusing on his well-being rather than us just focusing so much on him blessing us you know with his talent and oh yeah dmx you could see he's struggling to rap but everyone is just loving everything that he's giving uh, another thing i wanted to touch on uh, from that was the content i realized that some of the content that we were listening to growing up bro was toxic you know as much as i loved the music when i really did the content it, it really did not do justice especially to our women bro like the, the, so from that aspect is something that we may need to revisit it's all right to be nostalgic and to listen to it and to think it's it's great but that's something that we need to consider uh more thirdly uh, as I mentioned earlier, there have been a couple of high profile situations that have happened recently. So the, the, the two key people I'll, I'll pick on are uh, Kanye West and Will Smith. So, for example, there's a situation that happened with Will Smith uh, um, and his wife where it was discovered that, you know, in their marriage, uh, they had a separation. Then after that, uh, basically, she ended up you know sleeping with another man. Um, they did an interview to try and kind of fix the situation and things like that and clearly again visibly you could tell that will smith wasn't well uh in that interview he just didn't look okay when you're used to him he's a bubbly you know outgoing uh, guy yeah, yeah. and then seeing him in that you could tell it's not himself however our community especially i'll talk of the black community instead of kind of thinking to say do you know how can we look out to see if this guy is okay and how could we help out it was more so memes jokes and really coming after him yet he was the one being affected you know by the issue so for me i was kind of a little bit 
at a loss for words to be like hold on a minute this guy is going through it yet we're now making fun of him and everyone is really loving it everyone creating content about it really analyzing things like we really know what's going on in that relationship whereas really and truly we don't know uh, i don't know if you'd like to add on a little bit to that um uh ruben i don't know if you followed that particular situation yeah take so um, I, I followed it briefly you know yeah. but th there's two aspects in, re in regards to that you know you, you've got to remember as well that you know like I said before social media is a reality and it's yeah. all about the attention mm -hmm. now nowadays people love controversy mm -hmm. that's why you know people like Donald Trump that you know because of the things that, that he says are so outrageous he gets ratings yeah. you know Anytime there's any, there are ever any controversy, all these meme pages are going to jump on it, you, you know. Go. And you, so my thing is, is that you know, I understand that they are celebrities, uh, but you know, they know and understand how social media works. I think right. it's, it's it's unfair to try and sort of put the responsibility on the shoulders of the black community to right. then be able to uplift two adults when it comes to their relationship because for me personally mm -hmm. if i had an issue such as that within my relationship i certainly wouldn't be airing it out on, on social media I because i know the type of platform that it is mm -hmm. people are going to jump on that you're talking about people and um, celebrities jumping in it i don't know if you saw 50 cent commented oh, yes. on it Michael Blackson commented on it. These types of people, they like vultures to situations like that, you know? Oh, yeah. Because they know for a fact that that's going to get people talking about them and it's going to get the attention on them. Now, during this COVID-19 situation, you know, a lot of these entertainers who are used to constantly getting attention are, you know, going to be in a realm where they're, they're not really doing anything. So anything that they can get their hands on to focus the lens on them, they are going it's to do. Something. I agree. I agree. And this content, that's the thing, though, that I've seen to say so many people have made so much content on this. But the thing that worries me, I understand where you said the responsibility mm. is on sort of Jada and Will or other people and what they put out. But I do mm -hmm. feel, though, uh, to say as a community, we do need to find a way yeah. to sort of look out and uplift each other. Because I feel like yeah. that whole culture is quite toxic, where you can yeah. see someone falling. And let's say, for example, personally, I feel like Will Smith, especially, has contributed so much to our community in terms of mm -hmm. uh, uplifting us. He's been a, a, a rapper, mm -hmm. TV star, movie star, and everything that he's he's done. When you looked at him, he was the epitome yeah. of what you want to be sort of thing. Of we, we even them as a marriage we held them to the highest regard they used to be yeah. the standard for marriage yeah. but i feel like the minute they fell from grace you know we went mm. at them it's almost like uh, yeah. the the crabs in the barrel uh, mentality if uh, terry if you'd like to 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 touch on that a little bit um yeah mm. um i would say that is um even though i totally agree with you ruben like i genuinely understand and i'm the kind of person as well where the things i put on social media i kind of understand and i'm aware that you know they go out there but then we're also kind of lucky that we're not in the limelight and that we don't have one of the public facing jobs like let's say even if you were a politician like let's yeah. say diane abbott for example yeah. she cannot go on the train peacefully without people hounding her so in that situation she's not necessarily a celebrity but she's a well-known character like within our society so yeah, almost yeah. you have to um hold people up but i feel like um one thing that is a problem within our community is that we like to tear each other down now mm -hmm. part of 
that is to do with you know um responses to something i would call post-traumatic slave syndrome and like that's a whole thing that like you know people theorized about i think it's also to do with though this idea that a lot of us because we don't love ourselves we then tend not to love our communities yeah. we then tend not to love other people and we have because we have so many negative connotations and expectations and burdens that are placed on us as black people and to some extent we're not even allowed to be individuals from societal levels we're seen as this black mass kind of we're not black individual human people yeah. um so i feel like we feel like the need to carry people's expectations and stuff but we have this thing of anytime a brother's falling down we will laugh and i have a very big problem with you can't say black life matters or you can't say that you're supporting black life um or black love or whatever it may be if you do not support the genuine feelings of black men black mm -hmm. men are demonized to not speak about their feelings to not go into things but when they do they're clowned they're mocked, they're jeered at. And one thing that needs to be normalized is not being okay. It's yeah. okay not to be okay. Absolutely. And we, we should be comfortable with knowing that we're human and that everything is not always going to be okay all the time. Um, yeah, so I feel like um, um, a lot of us in the black community, we see um, the way we can succeed as almost a competition yeah. rather than a, collective, as, than a collective effort. Mm -hmm. So a lot of us feel the need to, you know, I always say to people, be weary of the green-eyed monster. Envy mm -hmm. and jealousy are real big problems, but that's almost because we've always been pitted against one another, um, whether it be, um, you know, based upon race or it be based upon gender or it be based upon whatever like division it may be, social mm -hmm. class, there are always divisions that are used, you know, the way Rome ruled the world, divide and conquer. Yeah. And we've been divided as a people. And um, if we had the mentality whereby we would, you know, see our, let's say our sisters and our brothers as ourselves, we would not be able to just cut people down like that mm -hmm. because you'd see another human being. And sorry, earlier on, I mentioned about um, we don't allow um, black men to like um, feel pain. And even though obviously a lot of the time um, we're growing as a society and we're discussing how, you know, we can do things that are better for women and um, particularly black women, mm -hmm. we do have to focus on the fact that for a moment that yes, we're improving, you know, the way we treat our women, but even as a society, as black people, black men, women and children, how are we treating black men? Yeah. And how do we allow them to express their emotions? People get confused um, at the fact that in the UK, for black men in particular, suicide is a growing large killer. Wow. You know, it's, it's very, very high. It's mm. growing at the rate of heart attack and cancer. People are dying because of, you know, mental illness and suicide and, you know, mental health related issues yeah. based on the fact that we don't support and love one another. Mm -hmm. There is no unity. There's no cooperation. There's not, there's not that communal love where we love others as we love ourselves and yeah. we treat others with dignity and respect that we'd want to have we're not going to grow as as a community we're not going to grow and be grounded and even this revolution of sorts that's been happening mm -hmm. everyone talks of black love black love is revolutionary but that includes black pain and that's yeah. black women's pain as well as black men's pain yeah. they need to be heard and they need to express human beings have the the need to feel love, to be loved, to express this love as well. And I think because of, you know, different societal standards and so many different issues, wherever you may be in the world as a black man, you're yeah. just not allowed to express that humanity. And yeah. I think we need to make humanity like human again, you yeah. know, make, make, have a project of humanizing people again. Yeah. We are human beings um, yeah. and we are spiritual beings in a human experience, but yeah. we are human beings yeah. and black men need to be treated as such. And we need to start by treating them as such.
Yeah, I absolutely agree with you uh, 100%. Do you feel it stems from the slavery days? You know, back back in the slavery days, it used to be a thing where there would be these uh, rules that were set to ensure that, uh, you know, more is produced, more work is done. So they would pit us against one each other. And I feel like most of the de dehumanization stems from, you know, colonialism and slavery. Yeah. So I, I know, Terry, we, we touched on the Willie Lynch letter. This guy literally set out a manual on how to divide uh, black people, how to divide children from their parents, how to divide the light-skinned people from the dark-skinned people, how to div divide the women uh, from the men and all the atrocities that sort of stem from that time. Do you feel that, that the effects of the w Willie Lynch letter still erode us to this day and they're partly uh, why we are the way we are you know, as a community? Definitely, definitely, mm. actually. And in that letter, you know, mm. um, a lot of people try to argue that, oh, historically, they're not sure whether it's historically accurate or not. Mm -hmm. Whether or not Willie Lynch lived as a human being, mm -hmm. the idea and all the things and notions presented in his letter Are were correct. definitely reality. And they were definitely correct and definitely weaponized against black people as a way to divide, as you rightly stated. And I definitely think it stemmed from slavery and colonialism. If I give the example, I am originally from Zimbabwe. Yeah. Um, and in Zimbabwe, we had, you know, just like in Zambia, we had um, colonialism and we had settler colonialism. Yeah. Cecil Rhodes, one single man named two countries after his own himself. self. Yes. Himself. Oh, yeah. And it's the idea that somebody can embody such a godlike figure, mm -hmm. such a demigod status within a society that two whole lands, two whole sovereign states of places, and these places have so many different sovereign people within them, so many ethnicities, oh, yeah. people, different and tribal, you know, affinities and different religious associations and different ways of worship and practice for one man to literally dominate such a space, it causes some kind of mental affliction. And a yeah. lot of the things you were talking about, the buck breaking, it's that idea of like, even if you look at, you know, the, the phenomenon of the single mom, oh, yeah. it's not that black people are any less able to be in healthy relationships. It's not that black people don't fall in love, but we've been divided so much so that even there's this kind of systemic production of single motherhood. And that's not to say there's anything wrong with single moms. I was raised by a single mom and that was like a fantastic, you know, upbringing. However, there's this thing of really strengthening the women and giving them their power, but it's giving them so much power that they kind of, um, they make black men useless. And it almost like, it almost like destroys your view of black men in your mentality. And then for the men, it's views as to where you stand, how you should treat others, your role in the family. And then for that reason, you now find it difficult to coexist together. And then as you have children and that process keeps going and different social changes happen, like even if you look now, people are talking about all these liberations, but there's been a new wave of toxic masculinity. Absolutely. This wasn't like this, even though masculinity is, you know, had its constructions, there's a new wave of toxic masculinity that's about domination and subordination. And like a lot of the men I know from like the 90s, the 80s, the 70s, they had their problems and their different issues. But there's a new wave of misogyny that's more dangerous than the ones we had before. I agree. I agree. And um, what was I going to touch on uh, the point? I feel like uh, there's been this lie that's been perpetuated to say that success is everything. 
right so do you know this whole thing of the successful uh, single black woman right it's in songs it's in movies where you know for as long as you get your degree and you build and you can be an entrepreneur and that's everything and then i was reading some stats in fact i'll, I'll, I'll try and find them and add them in, into some of the pictures where it stated you know so many women ended up focusing on their careers and being successful however they reach a point where they still feel that there's something missing and they something uh, lacking so they're still uh, unhappy and they don't understand why they're unhappy but be it's because somebody has convinced them that being successful is everything however you will see that the same people that are trying to convince you that like just being successful is everything are either married themselves they've got children i'll give you an example actually uh beyonce right beyonce is a lady that sang all the single ladies and you know she encourages this whole movement of yeah single black woman but i saw her in a documentary where she was gushing over jay-z and she was saying how she loves her husband so beyonce is a successful entrepreneurial black woman yet she's still traditional in this sense where you know i don't feel that takes away from her femininity i feel like she actually has strength in her you know showing that side of you know being a wife you know to jay-z embracing that role as a wife uh, for example michelle obama is another good example right well uh, when her husband was in office she took on that role to support him right the roles have reversed so uh, barack is no longer in office and michelle is the one that's now you know killing it with her book and he's now taking on the role where he's the supporter he's supporting her in promoting a book and things like that so for me i feel like right you can still have your strength you can still have your power even though uh, we all take on different roles that's in my opinion like i i understand like not everyone would agree with that but in my opinion i feel like there is strength in 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 our roles now i, I don't know what your take is on that uh ruben what do you think on that uh 100 okay i completely agree with you there um because um all, all the all the things that you guys have said that i agree with um but in terms of uh the family unit mm -hmm. There are, I believe, in the traditional sense that, you know, of uh, a wife and a husband and, and the children, just simply because I have a daughter now. Okay. And, you know, we have set roles. There are certain things that the more, the, that my, my girlfriend can give to our daughter that I will be able to as a man and, and vice versa. And, you know, growing up when I was younger, um, a bit similar to Terry, I, I grew up with a single mother, you know, and there were, there were a lot of questions that I had as a growing boy that I couldn't, I felt as though I couldn't ask my mum. Mm. So it's almost as though if you're breaking up the family units, specifically in the black community, you're bringing up children that are sort of half psychologically broken Absolutely. and that's on top of all the historical aspects that we've already that we've already spoke about all the societal pressures of you having to be just one thing and then you don't have a, an influential male or female that you can relate to that you can talk to and that you can learn from mm -hmm. and in that way it's like it goes back to the point that i made before if you don't create your reality your reality will be created for mm -hmm. you so for example you brought up the, the 
the point about Beyonce, you know, her saying certain things, but not really practicing what she's preaching. She's in a loving relationship and has been for the last 20 years, I think, oh, or yes. coming close to 20 years. And, but yes, she's singing about all the single ladies. And that's the thing, like, if you're an impressionable young person um, that's growing up in a broken home, you're going to assume that that's, yeah, that's, that's what I need to aspire to. You know, you can still be a strong man or woman and be in a, a respectful relationship where you have set roles. It's not about becoming each other. Men and women are made different biologically. Like I've always been taught, you know, men um, in the household, a man and a woman, you know, you have you have different roles, but you're both just as powerful as each other. Absolutely. You know, but yeah, and that's that's what I believe. Okay. Yeah. I agree. And it's like in our household, like uh, my wife is a boss. <laughs> she runs the, the, the finances. And I like it that way because uh, obviously she's good. Uh, she's well organized, you know, in, in terms of managing. So whatever comes in, you know, it'll be, oh, yeah, boo, we can do this. We, we put our minds together with whatever we work. And we we, we okay. both really take on our roles. Like I, I love the sort of loving husband, macho side, I'll do the hardest stuff and she'll do the, the lighter stuff. But I do not get it twisted. I know she's got yeah. fire in her. Like she's um, yeah. she's a product. Um, I think she started product designer. Better not forget this. And she works in IT. Basically, yeah. she's got her yeah. own role, her own thing going on. To say that that thing yeah. can stand alone. If if she needed to, mm -hmm. she can stand alone. If I needed to, I can stand alone. I've gone to university. I've studied. She's gone to university. Yeah. She studied. She's actually in a male-dominated role. And she went in there mm -hmm. on purpose just to say that she can do it. So she's fiery. She's a go-getter. Mm -hmm. However, in the house, I see that side to her like the, the the wife and the nurturing side and the loving side mm. and the supportive side which means for me as a mm. husband as well i have to bring that strength and sometimes you know when things don't seem right i have to be like to put in the face to be like okay do you know what it will be okay we meet each other in the middle it's in the knowing to say that even though we can stand alone separately we still choose yeah. to stand together we still choose to support each other and that is such a 100%. powerful thing brother it's beautiful yeah. because even as a person or as a man it just melts your heart because you know better i i know better and i, I tell her like listen i don't have it twisted i'm not one of these men that think oh yeah because you know i'm an african man and all this and that no yeah, yeah. sometimes i have to do the dishes other times i'll have to do certain things it's just at the moment whatever needs yeah. to be done will be done if she needs to handle a certain thing like i can trust her with business she can trust me with business so she's literally my partner uh in crime so her taking on that role you know as a traditional or nurturing wife takes absolutely nothing away from her in fact it gives yeah. her even more strength similarly to beyonce she understands this and i'm sure probably her mother is the one that told her to say you taking on that role of wife embracing your husband giving him the things that he needs you can tell jay-z is a happy man because i'll give you an example um there was a woman that tried to come on to him i think she's called laurel harvey or something and i'm not particularly sure what she she said to him and mind you this is a gorgeous young lady he said to her outright i'm married like do you know i just what, what do you mistake about me being married so that comes from a from a place where you can tell that this man is getting everything that he needs uh from home and he doesn't really feel the need uh to either step out or or to do uh anything else and i really do hope that in our community we can just find that balance and get this thing right and not have it misconstrued with what we see in 
you know, in media or what we see in movies or in music to say that the reality that you see out there may not exactly be the reality that you live in. Right. And sometimes yeah. I feel like it's really important that just to be within your own reality and figure out what works for you. Yeah. No, particularly it coming from like influenced from what you see on telly or what you see yeah. uh, in other places. Do you get my point? Yeah. So, um, yeah. yeah. And I'm okay, just to touch on that as well. Um, you know, you you guys mentioned about the crabs in a barrel mentality yeah. and, um, you know, that can sometimes because that's a deep psychological factor mm -hmm. so you know what can sometimes happen as well and i've seen it happen i've witnessed it happen many times is that within the black community you know you say a black man and a black woman get together yeah. and you know one of them goes on to a, a job which is higher paid than the other yeah that crabs in the barrel mentality can sometimes creep in into oh, the yes. relationship oh yes I you agree. know and that's what it becomes a deep problem you know, because then you start working against each other, then you start competing against each other. And then once you're competing in the same household, you're setting you yourself up problem. for failure. Yeah. You know, and that, that, you know, so that's why I'd, I'd always encourage people to really think about and really communicate within the relationship in terms of different aspects of careers or finances. You know, if someone is doing better, instead of competing against one another, you know, have that conversation and see what that other person did to get to the level that they got to so that then you can then uplift yourself. Because I always say that, you know, as, as you mentioned, MK, two strong people, you know, you build a powerful unit and you Absolutely. become untouchable. But if you've got one strong and one who thinks they're weak or is mentally weak or, you know, is, is feeling challenged by the, by the success that their partners had, you know, that the so quote unquote stronger person is going to feel like they're carrying the weaker person and then they're going to get frustrated and then that's where the problem starts within the relationship whereas if you've got the communication there and you support one another you build up those different skills you can then both rise up and become a powerful unit bro so well put <laughs> like i could not put it better myself but i'll send you a way you know i'll send you in uh terry to say we touched on this to say sometimes as well the problem that we have i will i will move back to the thing that we said about expectations right so everyone for not everyone some people on social media present this perfect picture right they will show you all the good bits of their relationships with a little baby and their all smiles and all these things and it seems absolutely great but really true really and truly you don't know the dynamics of that relationship so if you base yeah. your idea of what a relationship is based on what you see either in movies or on social media the perfect example is will smith and jay uh you know jada pinkett right so when we've seen them now when we're finding out some of the issues and i, I can guarantee you we're only seeing the tip of the iceberg there's more to yeah. it than we know so but of you course. can't really know un un unless you were them is that when you now mm. discover that it shatters your entire idea of what a relationship uh truly is uh, another thing that i've noticed is that sometimes we may have a tendency of taking things to people so you will have a situation in your relationship sorry you have a relation a situation in your relationship and you feel it's important to take it to your friends right so you tell your friend the thing that's happened and it seemed like it seems like such a big deal and sometimes if you take it to the wrong people who are toxic they can turn a a, a molehill into a mountain right and before you know it yeah. you're inviting even more 
problems into your situation and you may not understand to say that that person may never tell you their situation and they've got a lot that they deal with because sometimes it does take some time to be able to work through things like some things it, it may even take you years to work over obviously this is with a limit for as long as it's not like a an abusive situation or anything like that right it will take you a while sometimes you may need counseling right you may need therapy you may need to uh speak to someone and i know this is something in in our community i know there might be a few people that do it but very few there's almost a stigma to 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 seeking mental help or seeking counseling like you know the black people i know if you tell them about counseling they'll be like what that's it almost seems like a waste of money like what going to see someone a therapist but you don't know that you're actually investing in your own mental well-being and maybe that's what you may need like Karen down the road may not need it but you may because you know the thing that we said we're coming from different backgrounds you're coming from a different household these are two different people who grew up in different settings you've decided to be with each other right even if you're compatible it doesn't mean that everything is perfect you're still different in yourselves which means the entire relationship will will, will for it to work you have to always be working right you have to always yep. be seeking better which means if you expose yourself early right the other person will bring in something to you that escalates things and before you know it you're having constant uh problems but yeah terry uh, if you could touch on that a little bit i think we, we we mentioned it to say like protecting your space and that sort of thing yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and um you know how you guys are talking about relationships one thing i just wanted to say like in yeah. relationships or even as people everybody within themselves has the divine masculine and feminine like according to yeah. the chinese concept it's that yin yang right yeah. and yeah. a lot of us are just not balanced so yeah. many people like we're not balanced so like i am a very outspoken woman very passionate people love to say oh you're aggressive and i'm not aggressive i'm a very passionate person but people love to say oh according to the you know the model of femininity that we've seen you know the like why fragile damsel in distress kind of model that's not how you present yourself or that's not how you are but they don't realize that i have my elements of myself which are divinely masculine but like you were talking about beyonce and having the babies one thing that i found as i've started to get older is whether or not we'd like to admit it the black family is under attack Um, and it starts with us not being balanced but then the black family unit is not balanced and though i genuinely believe everybody has the right to choose however they wish to live express or be um we need to look at how do we create cohesive family units because if we don't society begins in the home society is the very is the very cornerstone of which all um you know social constructions are created Absolutely. and if we're going to do well as black people we need to ensure the foundation is laid right home, um, and yeah. our foundation some of them they're very <laughs> rigid and ragged and things are not really making sense right there um, and it's that thing of balance and i think what you uh, mentioned about self-preservation is so important if i know myself and i know okay i'm the kind of person where i'm extremely emotional yeah. that means um i'm both extremely passionate i'm extremely intuitive but that means sometimes I can also get upset. Yeah. Sometimes I can also get angry. I don't typically express myself how a lot of women express themselves, but that does not mean that I don't have that divine femininity within mm-hmm. myself. And if I am at peace with myself and I find that balance, I don't feel like just because at work I can present myself and at work I can dominate any political political sphere. I always say like jokingly to my to my boyfriend that our relationship's not a political playground. Trust like me. there are a time and a space for that. There's a time and a space for that. But 
um, there comes a place where you have to come and meet the balance. And as you said, two people coming together, um, people need to realize that there's a lot of external influences that influence our environment, the way we see things, the way we communicate, their feelings, their belief systems, their energies. And it is so important that people protect themselves and their loved ones because you are the only you you have. But sometimes you telling the wrong person about a relationship issue, you literally telling the wrong person about your child is the difference between you and your child going to develop a respectful, mutual understanding as they grow and somebody messing up your your relationship with your child. Like Brother Ruben, you said you have a daughter. Um, You know, daughters and dads have this amazing, beautiful daddy but if someone comes and spoils that and something happens and then something happens to the dad something happens to the daughter there then comes again the blame game of oh where was my father oh you know my child wasn't how I wanted her to be and I think one of those things is about acceptance we need to accept people for who they are but also we need to hold people to a better standard as much as I accept people for who they are you have to accept that I do not have to tolerate all of your behaviors I tolerate the things that agree with me the things that do not agree with me I'm very sorry but if I don't agree with that I will not be forced to um, be in a situation of accepting things that are not within my way and I think a lot of people feel very afraid when they see that you know I don't agree with this this person this vibe this energy whatever someone may be doing you just don't like it you don't like the way they speak to you you don't like how you feel when you're around them but we need to start having the confidence of asserting ourselves in a very respectful way but at the end of the day your body is your own you only have one mind it is not for anyone else to protect but yourself you have got to protect yourself because other not everybody was raised like you not everybody is loving not everybody is respectful not everyone wants unity and earlier on i remember you guys talking about you know not all black people are the same not all kinfolk some of those people are not your friends. Some of yeah. them are not your family. Some of those people are like wicked and bad people parading themselves as your friends and family. And yeah. people need to realize that as much as there is good, there is bad. bad. As much yeah. as there is feminine energy, there is masculine energy. There is good and there is evil. So people need to realize as much as there's a struggle for oneness and unity, there is a struggle for division. And it is for us as individuals to, okay, see, where do I fit in the struggle? What can I do? How do I preserve myself? How do I also preserve, you know, the energy of those around me? How do I keep myself clean, protected? You know, what do I do to engage that I don't fall into depression, that I don't fall into any other like problem, whether it be mental health, physical health, spiritual health? Like, how do you just ensure that you always stay balanced? Yeah. And I will say sometimes it it, it literally takes you taking time off. You know, I, I, I remember myself, there was a period of time where I just needed to take the time off and just discover who i was like to discover myself so i went on a little self-discovery thing uh, and i was quite um at this thing where it was just me for a certain period of time because i had to figure out uh certain things you know in terms of spirituality and then you know on things that weren't working out to say you know you know why is it things are not working out like for example the situation that i'm in is something that i'd wanted for a long time but for a long time it never came it just never seemed to work out i'm like lord I'm praying for a wife, you know, I've been praying for this long, but you know, she's, what's going on? Why is it I can't, you know, find her? What I didn't get was to say that I wasn't in the right space. So whatever I was presenting wasn't mine, right? And then also I I couldn't see because the minute I took sort of that journey of self-discovery and then just cutting away a lot of toxic 
things and toxic situations and also just focusing on self-growth you know prayer that sort of thing and at that time that's when i even jumped onto the whole veganism i discovered to say that i could do it you know get back to where i i wanted to be physically mentally and in that period is where i met uh you know i met my wife and i was like wow it's such an amazing thing so you 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 would actually be doing yourself a kindness just to give yourself a break because sometimes when you're around a lot of noise you'll find that people have a tendency to put things on you right and you'll find that sometimes people want it in a way that it's as if we're in this together right if if i'm doing this yeah. uh, you should be able to also do it uh, if i can't do this then it should be the same for you but the, the reality of it that's not the case we're all different exactly. we all have different talents and we all have different journeys as well and different purposes and i do seriously feel that for you to discover your 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 real purpose you do need that time of sort of self-isolation and self-discovery just to hear what either if you believe in the universe or you believe in god what god is trying to tell you about who you're really going to become as a person and then once you've done that it actually presents to the world like the world can start to see the glow about you and even that person who maybe if it's a person that you're seeking will be able to recognize you in that moment but maybe the reason why you haven't been able to find the thing that you're looking for is because you haven't presented uh the thing that the person who you're looking for should be able to uh should be able to see so in in you know in in my opinion <laughs> i don't know if you'd like to add to that ruben um in regards to that, I, I just say that, you know, it's, it's, there's been quite a few interesting points that Terry mentioned about uh, focusing on yourself as an individual. Um, yeah. As she rightly said, there is good and bad energy, positive versus yeah. negative energy inside every single one of us and outside as a collective within the world. So that's why I mentioned that point earlier about putting the, the responsibility on the shoulders of black people as a collective we are individuals certain True. people you know aren't your friends <laughs> certain people don't want black people to progress certain people are working for the oppressors without they moving knowing themselves you know so I, I think that's why it's always um, a responsibility for you as an individual to take care of yourself in the hope that you can somehow and um, in some way inspire somebody else or somebody that looks up to you to, to maybe do the same but you know um but but it's having that understanding. And that's where I think for me, meditation has helped me a lot, you know, because mm. um, Terry mentioned about sort of, sort of like the different energies that, that can come around and, and just knowing who people are. And I think for me, meditation has allowed me to understand the different levels of communication. Now I understand that, you know, there's a difference between what somebody is saying and the difference with, you know, between what they're saying and what they're thinking and yeah. what they're feeling well you know there's, there's so many different levels and layers you know and then i think through meditation you can sort of see through it almost you know you, oh, and yeah. having that and some people call it your intuition and you oh, sort yes. of having the trust in that really, and um trusting the process in anything that you do as well you know not comparing yourself to other people you know you might see a friend of yours doing well in their life you know making a lot of money you think well why am I not in that same situation for realizing that you everybody's on that just like we're all uniquely different and made in different ways and have set experiences we've all got our own paths certain people get places in different like because a lot of the times you know your path could take longer but the lessons that you learn in the journey to get in there may be more beneficial than someone who got there in a, in a flash 
Yeah. It's just having that understanding is very powerful. Yeah. No, I absolutely agree uh, with yourself. And I think I, I mentioned this to Terry as well to say some people are being prepared to be CEOs and, and they're being prepared to be presidents and things. So that means some of the adversities that you may face, they may they may be harder than your fellow counterparts. So there's always this tendency to think, well, you know, why am I going through all this? Why is it I always go through the harder times? Yeah. But what you don't get, as I say, it's either God or the universe pre preparing you for that greater role because when you do yeah. come to the position to where you're supposed to be all the things that may have tried you or may have gone wrong it was actually training you to become that person whereas if you become yeah. bitter and resentful because you've had to go through a longer road and the other person has got themselves let's say for example they've got themselves a corporate job and they've got yeah. their porsche or whatever you don't understand to say that your journey means you will be the owner of the corporation and you will own a Porsche dealership whereas he will drive a Porsche and will work for that <laughs> corporation but um yeah which is why like yeah it is so important to live in your purpose basically is, is and i'd also add to that okay just to um because a lot of people you know they're, they're on a journey and they have goals which is fantastic um, yeah. but a lot of people forget to enjoy the process oh yes because in the process is where a lot of the growth takes place but people are so busy chasing the carrot you know i'll be happy when i get that first you know 20 grand i'll be happy when i get that first 50 or 100 and you're always constantly chasing so what happens is is that you forget to enjoy the current moment so because you're always chasing the carrot you're constantly living in the future yeah. not realizing that you're creating the future the by living by creating the, the present moment you know yeah. so if you enjoy the present moment you can then dictate what your future is absolutely. rather than anticipating you know? absolutely and yeah i agree with you there's beauty in the process like I'll, I'll say for example the moments that i enjoy now are like little moments with my daughter like i'll be in bed mm -hmm. sleeping i like my wife will tell you i'm a sleeper like i like to sleep till late so <laughs> i even know how i woke up early today so you find that i'm in bed trying to sleep and she'll just come on my face like she'll, she'll be touching me like daddy you know that kind of thing and she's there and i'm trying to pretend to sleep when i wake up and she's there she wants to play and i'm thinking in that moment i'm just embracing it i'm living in that moment or the little bits where we're just yeah. playing as a family we're just spending time yeah. together and i'm thinking to myself i'm like i'm fully in that moment i'm like i'm loving this yeah. i'm enjoying this i am here right now i'm yeah. nowhere else i'm not on social media i'm not thinking about what i'm going to do tomorrow i'm like i'm loving every bit of this and my, my wife my partner i will tell her like boo I am really enjoying this moment right now. <laughs> like, we are in this moment right now. Do you get what I mean? But it's the most mundane of things. It will seem like the simplest of things, but that is so important, even for your own mental health. You know what you say, to recognize yeah. sometimes even the small wins. You know, when you've made progress, yeah. just recognize that. Recognize your yeah. small progress because that's what will, will lead you to the next thing. But if you don't even recognize your small wins, you will feel like you're not progressing at all. Do you get my point? Yeah. And you'll be and so I busy. Yeah. Just, so, and I think they're okay. Just practicing gratitude, you know, yes. like yeah, you said, celebrating the small wins. Mm. Um, I, I know you're on the wave, Terry. I could, I could feel it from here. <laughs> <Trust> on, Terry. <laughs> 
I was literally sorry. I was just about to say that. I was like, see, look at the way great minds work and think alike. Yeah. I was gonna say that you know, as you were saying earlier, what you put out, you get. Yeah. Um, also, everyone was meant to lead. Some of us were created to follow. Um, but like you said, we need to spend a lot of time grounding, being present in the here and now, yeah. appreciating that which we already have in yeah. order to manifest or pray for or speak into existence yeah. or um or believe in or have faith in something else to come yeah. like um you know if you take it from the biblical perspective faith is the belief in things not seen you have a belief mm -hmm. in something that you haven't even necessarily seen yet and if you mm -hmm. take it from the point of view of you know those who talk about you know the universe and all the cosmos if we're mm -hmm. talking about it, it's about manifesting and all these yeah. people that will talk about the laws of attraction if you're not out there writing down your dreams doing your mm -hmm. positive affirmations um mm -hmm. you know being present when you're in the situation whether it may be difficult or great or strenuous or loving or whatever the situation may be yeah. be present you then learn to develop a gratitude that Absolutely. even when things are not good you're like i'm going to be okay when things are better yeah. you're thankful that they've got better yeah. but in that moment yeah. it's almost like wow thank you very much like you know yeah, the muslims say alhamdulillah and you're just yeah. happy about it you're yeah. okay with where you are at that time yeah yeah no, i will say this what happens yeah oh, sorry Oh, sorry. What I was going to say is we'll be coming to an end uh, very soon. Uh, we've got about two minutes, so we'll give some closing remarks. But go on, Ruben, finish your thought there. Yeah. No, I, I, what I was going to say in regards to that as well is that like um, about practicing gratitude is that, you know, yeah. there's two aspects of it, you know, because there's some people that, as I mentioned, are constantly chasing the career, but then there's also some people that's also held by the past, yeah. you know. And there could be an experience that's happened to you in the past and, you know, you, you don't understand why you're, you're constantly psychologically broken or you're yeah. constantly in a mood. Whereas if you look deep into yourself and you practice meditation, you find, oh, my God, it's that experience that I had when I was 10. Yeah. And then you can then heal yourself because then you can say to yourself, right, oh, that happened, happened to me such a long time ago and it's an external force that created that experience in me. So it's not my fault and there's nothing that I can do with it. And then that way you can then peel all the layers yes. and then you free yourself and you can just be completely present and move forward. Yes, absolutely. I, I agree with that. And yeah, that's the thing that I said about self-reflection and also just taking responsibility as well. It is so important, not only just for yourself, but for the people around you. And that's when mm -hmm. things actually begin to work. Because if you take some responsibility and you make the changes that you need to make before you know it, the things that you weren't seeing start to fall into place. That is literally my experience. Things change. The minute I just recognized, faced myself, made the changes that I needed to make, my life literally turned upside down and that's how we're here uh, i know we'll be coming up to a close but i want to say one of the things i'm grateful for is yourselves this has been an absolutely uh, amazing conversation in ways that i couldn't even prepared for or plan for at all so i'm grateful for that to say like even the way this platform came about i'm now speaking to amazing people but yeah would you like to just give a quick closing remark uh ruben from your side Honestly, I feel like us three, we could carry this conversation on for <laughs> all day if, if, if we could. Because that it's just the topics are so broad and I feel like and it's and it's always interesting to get different points of view as well, you know. And I think it's just a healthy conversation and you grow so much from it. So yeah. anyone that's watching this, what yeah, so as I was saying, um, you know, live your life, um, you know, take social media with a, with a pinch of salt, uh, practice gratitude. 
and you know try to empower empower those that are around you as well as yourself brilliant yeah i agree and yourself terry just to uh close us off is there anything you'd like to say um yeah and one thing i'd like to say is that you know black love is absolutely revolutionary but yeah. that love begins with yourself yeah. and you cannot you know love another person you cannot love your family you cannot love your friends if you don't start with self-love and self but in order for us to love one another and grow in unity and oneness we need to start with self-love yeah i do agree and for myself yeah this has been uh, an absolutely brilliant uh fire pit conversation uh with you guys you have helped me to unpack quite a lot of topics um i will say the same just be kind to yourself and be kind to others around you as we're getting bombarded with everything that's going on at the moment just take care enough to take a break uh, from it all you know give yourself a little bit of of time detox if you will fast if you will as i said you could always start in in incremental steps but uh yeah thank you to the listeners uh thank you to the viewers for joining us on another episode of into the fire pit so till you join me again on the next episode thank you for that thank you thank you